in to the best Sooner recruiting and football news with Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000 or text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Do it! Just do it! Now, with Locked In, here's Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. I mean, come on. What else could you want? In late June, in every other college market except for one in the United States right now, it's the dog days of summer. They're sitting around counting down the days till the start of college football season. There's a whole not a whole lot going on in a lot of places across America, but not here, baby, because in Norman, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma City and Tulsa and all across the Sooner State, what are we talking about? We're talking about OU's chances to win a national championship in baseball this weekend. It's the lone show in town this weekend. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun in Omaha, Nebraska. Locked in, Tyler McComas, I am in studio, but Parker Thune is out at Rocco's Pizza and Cantina in Omaha. Parker Thune are, I mean, the fans have been there all week long, but are the uh, Sooner fans starting to file in for the big championship series this weekend? They are indeed. And by the way, I am at Rocco's Pizza and Cantina, as you mentioned, Tyler. Here's what everybody needs to know. We are going to be here until 6 p.m. Myself and then Travis Davidson, who's going to join Tyler for the Friday Rush. But all day today, if you come to Rocco's, which has quite famously become the jello shot capital of Omaha during the College World Series, if you come to Rocco's today, $2 from every jello shot purchased will go directly to the OU Food Pantry. So if you want to support a great cause, as well as support your Sooners and the University of Oklahoma community as a whole. Come to Rocco's, have a Jello shot or two, hang out with me and Travis, get a K-Ref t-shirt. Rocco's Pizza and Cantina on 13th and Mike Fahey is the place to be today. Tyler, I got to ask you. Yeah. Are you coming up? It does not look likely, man. Dang um, it. I know. Hey, trust me. Dang it is what I've been saying all day, too. I wanted to make it happen so bad. I've uh, never been able to do attend the College World Series, but with the uh, hotel and gas situation right now, it, uh, it was pretty tough for me to, uh, to get up there. But you know what? You never know. Something could happen on Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, maybe into Monday. Never know. I could make a play here. But, um, hey, this is the best. We, we've talked about it for the past couple of days now. This is the best possible spot you could be in for OU. Yet to be determined, obviously, if they're actually going to win the national championship. But, Parker, we're not going to be sitting around today or even tomorrow saying, well, glad we're here, but we're going to need contributions from some guys out of the bullpen that we haven't relied on all year long in starter roles. You've got your starters lined up. You've got your lineup ready to go. It is without a doubt, without question, you are in a better spot going into this thing than Ole Miss is after the Rebels had to burn their starter yesterday. I'll tell you what, Tyler, I was talking about this with Travis earlier this morning. Generally, when any OU athletic program, save for the softball program, gets to a situation like this where they're in position to play for and potentially take home a national championship, the feeling I get is at worst cynical and at best uneasy. 
heading into this weekend, Tyler, I'm just like, I don't know how they don't win. Yeah. Well, I don't know how they don't take on the national championship. And is that the frame of mind I should be in? Maybe not. No, it's definitely not. That's, it's definitely not. <laughs> Fair enough. But, like, as much as I have seen of this team and as resilient as they have been over the course of the last month in particular, it leaves you wondering, Tyler, how can this possibly go wrong for Oklahoma? Well, I mean, we got to remember Ole Miss is a really good baseball team. They didn't look like it in the middle to later half stages of the season. Ole Miss actually had a losing record in the SEC this year. Ole Miss got swept by Alabama at home this year. Alabama is known for a lot of things. Being a baseball school is not one of them. So Ole Miss has definitely had their struggles, but they're the hot team as well coming into this thing. The question, Parker, is we know that they have a great frontline starter. We saw that yesterday, shut out a really good Arkansas team. We know OU's pitching is set up. I think the biggest question of this series has to be, what does Ole Miss have behind their number one starter? We're no, we know that they're going to have some arms with some velocity and all that, but is Ole Miss's starting pitching going to be able to keep up, be comparable with what we've seen so far from OU starting pitching? That's a tough ask for the Rebels yeah, without their number one guy. The, it's the number one question at this point, Tyler. And look, the one guy that you don't want to face right now on the hill in this College World Series is Dylan DeLucia. He has been lights out for Ole Miss but in Oklahoma's position right now they're not going to see Dylan DeLucia until in all likelihood Monday in that if necessary game three game and even if he is to pitch that day it would be on short rest just four days after he threw a complete game against Arkansas to get them to the championship series so Ole Miss's meal ticket on their pitching staff is out of the picture at least for game one and in all likelihood for game two. It's all right there in front of Oklahoma. They have an opportunity to capitalize on this because you look at the rest of the Ole Miss entourage of pitchers beyond Dylan DeLucia, yeah, you got some capable arms, but none that you figure, okay, this guy's going to give you six, seven shutdown innings and put you in position to win a baseball game. With how hot the Sooners' bats have been, You have to have a lot of confidence in their ability to touch up whoever it might be that Ole Miss decides to throw. And tomorrow for game one, we understand it'll be the lefty, Hunter Elliott. All right, let's let's wake up the text line a little bit. Air Coverage Solutions text line 405-651-3439. This question kind of plays into a, like kind of the overall question that I have with OU right now is, who's been the MVP so far of this run? Kate Horton has got a great claim to that, as does David Sandlin, as does Jimmy Crooks, as does Peyton Graham, as does Tanner Treadaway. Um, you get the point. There's about five or six guys that you can make a strong case for right now for MVP of OU during this run. But l- let's just try to solve it at least this way at the plates. Text line again, want your opinion on this. Parker, oh. if there was – one guy, if you needed one hit to win the national championship, one hit, you win the national championship, who do you want at the plate right now for this team? Well, I think you want Peyton Graham, but might I posit that the answer to your MVP query is actually none of the above? Uh-oh. Because I I think there's a strong case for John Spikerman. Yeah, I, it, because sure. Let me tell you this much. Having a capable leadoff hitter, who is able to perform all the essential functions 
that the leadoff position in the batting order demands, man, you can't even quantify what an impact that has on the remainder of your lineup. And you look back over the course of the Sooners' season, and I may, I may need a fat check on this, but as I, as I recall it, the last series that the Sooners lost at this point was the last series before John Spikerman broke into the line. I ever, think that could be true. I'll, I'll yeah, go back and look Ever at that. since John Spikerman broke into the lineup and became the Sooners' everyday right fielder and leadoff hitter, they have been on a tear. And look, correlation does not equal causation, but you have to give a ton of props to Spikerman, who plays an outstanding defensive right field, who is the Sooners' fastest base runner, and has done all the little things correctly at the plate to set Oklahoma up to put up some big first innings in particular and just some big scoring innings in general because he draws walks, he works counts, he finds holes. Noah, as we saw in that regional against Liberty, every so often he can give you a home run swing as well. John Spikerman, in very understated fashion, has been crucial to the Sooners' rise to the top of the college football landscape and has helped put them in position now where they're two wins away from a national title and have a very good chance this weekend to go and take it. Kurt the Yardbird says he wants Treadaway at the plate in that situation. I'm definitely not going to argue with that. But how about how about his MVP? He's going with Trevin Michael. And it's not a guy that I, I, I named. Again, I there's like seven or eight names, maybe even nine. I wasn't trying to name every single one of them. But you've needed someone to come in and just be nails in the back end of the bullpen. And there's been other guys that have performed well in the bullpen, no doubt. But I don't think anyone to the level of Trevin Michael, and he's done it, Parker, while being super entertaining when he's been out on the hill to close the eighth and ninth inning of games, including, what, two days ago against A&M. So, yeah, man, he's Trevin Michael, what, what an anchor he has been in that Oklahoma bullpen. He's given the Sooners at least six outs in each of their three wins thus far at the College World Series. And one of the things we talked about from the get-go, when Travis Davidson and I did the Friday Rush last weekend from Omaha as the Sooners were putting the finishing touches on their opening game victory over Texas A&M, one of the things that we talked about was how vital it is for you to be able to get distance and for you to be able to get zeros more than anything out of your relief ace in Omaha because generally teams don't make a championship run without at least one guy out of the bullpen that has his best stuff and that you can extend. Trevin Michael has been that in spades for Oklahoma to the point where they've only needed to use one other reliever, yeah. and it was Jarrett Godman for a single inning. So yeah. whenever there has been not just a high-leverage relief situation, but really any relief situation thus far in the CWS, it's been Michael that's gotten the ball, and he has been as close to flawless as you can ask for. Has not allowed a run yet. So you you said, uh, you know, you brought up the point about this team hasn't lost a series since Spikerman was a regular in the lineup. Well, essentially, that's what this is. I mean, it's a three-game series, and you haven't played a three-game series against someone since Virginia Tech and the Super Regionals. But going all the way back, and I don't know if this matters or counts for anything or gives OU an edge at all, but the last three-game series that you lost was all the way back in early April, right? April 8th through the 10th at Oklahoma State. 
it's been well, 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 well over two months since you lost a three-game series against someone, Parker, and now you're just one three-game series away from winning a national championship. They, they've, been, that, they've been on a nice run here. And my memory did serve me correctly because that was the last series until John Spikerman broke into the lineup. So direct, not necessarily causation there, but very obviously a direct correlation from the time that Spikerman – became a regular in the lineup and the time that the Sooners really started to hit their stride but one of the things we've talked about at length Tyler is it's not just the top of this lineup man you look at the seven eight nine guys they've been pivotal for Oklahoma Jackson Nicholas hit a grand slam against Texas A&M a week ago Kendall Pettis has hit the ball better than he has all season in postseason play think about a guy like Sebastian Orduno coming in in place of the injured Brett Squires, and he, I think he was two for his first two in the College World Series, had a pinch hit against Texas A&M, and then his first at-bat, or maybe it was his second at-bat on Sunday, was a double that he got thrown out trying to stretch into a triple, granted, but a double nonetheless to left field. So everybody is squaring the ball up, hitting it well for Oklahoma right now, and there's no weakness in this lineup, which is going to make it so difficult for Ole Miss, no matter who they throw, to be able to put up consistent zeros against this lineup. Because you don't, if you're in Ole Miss's position, Tyler, I don't know that you have a ton of confidence in anybody other than Dylan DeLucia right now, just yeah. given the way that your stay at the College World Series has gone thus far. And against a lineup that's hitting the ball as well as Oklahoma is, man, you are apprehensive at best heading into tomorrow night's action we got all the yardbirds listening in right now uh fair point by eric the yardbird now i said OU hasn't played a three-game series since they played virginia tech in the supers eric says well OU played a three-game series against a&m but just went ahead and swept those guys in two games so fair point Fair point. I'll hear that. I count it. And just goes to show the nice run that OU has been on in uh, in series, uh, what, two and a half months now. Uh, let me get to a few texts here before we hit a break. Agreed, in all caps, Spikerman is the man. Someone else would want Jimmy Crooks in that situation. Two, three-run homers. One to give Oklahoma in the lead against in the Texas A&M game, too. Uh, which sooner do you think will have the greatest impact this weekend and why? That's a crapshoot. I mean, there's eight or nine different names you can go to. I mean, Kendall Pettis hasn't been his best at the plate in the College World Series. Postseason, yes, but since he's been in Omaha, maybe struggled a little bit. I wouldn't count out a guy like him, but I, I, I'm gonna go with the I, I'm gonna go with Tanner Treadaway, man. He both he and Peyton Graham are on an epic hitting streak right now. I think Tanner Treadaway from that four hole spot. With the OU legacy that he has, how many games he's played in, I feel like something special is in the works this weekend for Tanner Treadaway Parker. If if I'm picking someone to have the biggest moment, I'm I'm going with Tread. Man, it just feels like Tread is due for a big hit in this series because he's been one of those guys that has just delivered at every juncture for Oklahoma throughout the course of this season, especially the latter half of they've as they've started to catch their stride, but. Yeah, man, Tread is one of those guys where it's not hard to foresee him coming up with a big hit in a big moment to help Oklahoma secure a victory. To me, I got to go with Jake Bennett, man, because Jake Bennett holds the infinity stones in his hand. If he comes out tomorrow and shoves 
I mean, this series is over just like that, Tyler, because absolutely no way Ole Miss is going to come back after getting powered down by Jake Bennett and then having to face Kate Horton in game two and an inspired David Sandlin, you would presume, in game three. Dang, so you are Jake confident. Bennett, it's normally me that's getting way over his skis and puffing my chest out all confident. Listen, I'm just, I'm just saying, if Bennett shoves, I don't know how Ole Miss recovers. Well, now, that tough. isn't to say they need Jake Bennett to give him seven, eight shutout innings in order to win a baseball game tomorrow, but that is to say that he can suck all the life out of Ole Miss with a strong outing on the bump tomorrow. Yeah. Jake Bennett has the opportunity to do that more so than I think any other single player. All right, keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Uh, OU is about to play for a national championship in baseball, so guess what? We're going to talk a lot about that today. We will mix in some Cruton coverage as well. Keep it locked on the ref or the homo Suter fans. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Something big is coming to Seth Wadley Buick GMC in Paul's Valley. Andy, no. What's the matter, Brad? Did I say something wrong? Something big is coming next month, but that's a secret. The same level of talent players are going to be way better football players under Brent Venables than they were under Lincoln Riley. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas, The Rush, weekdays from 3 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans, The Ref Sports Radio Network. Locked in with McComas and Thune live on The Ref for the home of Sooner fans. Parker is at Rocco's Pizza and Cantina in Omaha. I'm inside the Brown O'Haver Studios right here in Norman, bringing you the best coverage of the Men's College World Series, OU and Ole Miss getting underway this weekend in the championship series in one hour at 3.20. ESPN play-by-play commentator Carl Ravitch is going to join us. He'll be on the call for Saturday night's game and Monday night's game. He's got to call Braves and Dodgers Sunday night baseball, but he'll join us next hour to a preview this OU Ole Miss series. That should be a lot of fun. Um, here's kind of a, a, a random question here. This is more of an off-season topic, Parker, but it's at least fun to think about this now. you got to think that Skip Johnson and his coaching staff, they're going to get a nice little payday after this run. They're probably going to get a nice little extension as well. Is Skip Johnson the – is he going to be at OU long-term? Is he the long-term OU baseball coach after what they've been able to accomplish this year? Uh, I would say you'd sure hope so. Because Skip is the kind of guy where if you look at his credentials, you look at where he's been, you look at who he's served under, he was more than prepared for this opportunity and more than deserving of this opportunity. And here in his fifth season, when at the outset, there were a lot of folks calling for his head, calling for his job at season's end if things didn't pan out now he's got oklahoma two wins from a national title so to do what he has done is especially remarkable to me tyler because i look at everything he lost in the aftermath of that 2020 season because uh, tanner treadaway even mentioned it in the press conference earlier today down at charles schwab field that 2020 team at oklahoma was more than good enough to go to Omaha. I firmly believe had that not had that season not been canceled by COVID-19 that that Oklahoma team would have gone to Omaha. Yet COVID-19 happens. 
the season goes on the fritz, and then all of a sudden you lose your three top pitchers, Kate Cavalli, Levi Prater, and Dane Acker, in the first four rounds of the NFL draft. You lose Brady Lindsley, your catcher. They lost one other guy, too, for the life of me. I can't remember who it was. But they lost five players in the early rounds of the MLB draft, including their three top pitchers and the three guys that had carried them to a 14-4 and start at the outset of that season. And in the aftermath, Skip's got to cobble something together. He fields a team in 2021 that has some nice talent, has some JUCO guys that he brought in, but no one would accuse any individual player on that team, at least at that point, of being elite. They go 27-28, and 28, fail to make a regional, and... The love that the Oklahoma fan base seemed to have for Skip Johnson, that, that the love that seemed to be budding in the early stages of that 2020 campaign completely ebbs away, and now he's the target of criticism. Well, here in 2022, just two years after what may have been the most talented team top to bottom in school history had its opportunity to go to Omaha, swept out from underneath them, not only are they here, Tyler, but they are here with, at least peripherally, far less talent. They're just playing inspired baseball. They're playing relentless both at the plate and on the base paths in the field. Skip's prowess as a pitching coach has been fully evident through the emergence of Jake Bennett and the emergence of Cade Horton and the emergence of David Sandlin. Trevin Michael's been your anchor out of the bullpen. This team has all the marks of a championship team, and it's so completely out of the blue and so unforeseen to even people that cover college baseball far more closely than we do, Tyler, to the point where they're following it year-round. Oklahoma's presence here in the championship series is a surprise, but it's wonderful, and it's a credit more than anything else to the job that Skip Johnson has done. This Oklahoma baseball team is here in no small part due to his influence, the hires that he has made. I look at Reggie Willits in particular, and his ability to develop pitchers. So you would hope that Skip Johnson is in line for a hefty pay raise and a massive extension at season's end. Yeah, the the past 40 days have really cemented that he should be and I think will be kind of thought of as the you know long-term answer here at head coach and here's the other thing that we really haven't mentioned about this run to Omaha nothing and I mean nothing about this postseason run has been a fluke there was nothing about the Big 12 championship tournament that was a fluke you you had to beat Texas in the championship game you had to beat Texas Tech along the way there too It's not like the bracket broke just right for OU and they got to host a super regional or they got to play a team that, you know, just wasn't that all that good during the regular season. No way. They had to face a really good Liberty team in the first round of the Gainesville Regional, and then they had to play Florida in Gainesville to win that regional. Mind you, everyone thought that OU should have been a host in the first place, so on that regard, they kind of got screwed in the beginning. That's all right. They go out to Gainesville. Uh, They win three of four games, win that one. Then they go to Blacksburg. No, that other regional across from them didn't break their way. They had to go to Blacksburg against a Virginia Tech team that was great in the ACC all year long. 
and you ran them. You ran them 11-2 in Game 3 of the Super Regional. Then you roll into the College World Series. You beat a really good A&M team. You roll through a really good Notre Dame team. You beat A&M again. So you get the point. Like, I, I think that he's cemented in the past 40 days. He's the guy. He needs to be the guy because nothing about this has been a fluke. In fact, Parker, outside of Tennessee winning that Super Regional and being there instead of Notre Dame – They've kind of got the toughest end of every postseason assignment that they could have drawn. Yeah, I mean, you look at the road that Oklahoma has taken, Tyler, and this is not to discredit what Ole Miss is or has been, but it almost seems as though the the toughest part of the journey is behind them. And they're almost on the denouement as it is. And so two wins away from a national title, against an Ole Miss team that's going to be down its best pitcher in Dylan DeLucia, there is so much to love about where this team sits and what they could do this weekend. I'm going to go on record, Tyler, and we've designated you as the jinx guy, so I can say this without fear of repercussion. I think the Sooners sweep this weekend. (laughs) I think it's going to be... I think they are national champions in wow. two games. Wow. Dang. Are they even going to play a close game, Parker? Should Ole Miss even show up or what? Or is it going to be two 10-nothing ball games? Uh, no, it won't be two 10-nothing ball games. I'll bet you wow. one of them is decided by a run or two. Parker one of them Thune. will be a little bit more lopsided. One of them will be close. That's my prediction. Uh, Parker Thune playing to the crowd over there at Rocco's Pizza and Cantina. I don't know how many OU fans are hanging out, but – they're a fan of uh, what Parker is saying right now. On the flip- I just had I just had thirty-five to forty Jello shots purchased for me Gosh, instantly. Unbelievable. He doesn't even drink, but you know, bring him back here or something like that. I'll I'll take care of him on Monday. Since there won't be a game on Monday, Parker's saying it's going to be over by the time Monday rolls around. Um, on the other side of that too, Parker, it's is OU a place where Skip would want to be long term? I, I I get that feel. Um, I mean, I don't get the feel that he wants to be out on the West Coast, you know, coaching anywhere, right? Like, I think he prefers kind of this area of the country. And the OU baseball job is about to get a lot more attractive rolling into the SEC, and especially if you get the stadium improvements that are being thrown out there right now. Um, Texas is happy. Well, seemingly they're happy with David Pierce at Texas. LSU just hired a new coach. Uh, let's see, uh, Bianco at Ole Miss, like he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Mississippi State just won a national championship last year. Um, A&M just hired Schlossnagel. He's not going to go anywhere for a while. Like You get the point, like all the other top programs in this region where I think he wants to stay are kind of full up right now. And I, I, I don't know, I, I guess I just don't get the feeling that he is going to be looking to be on the move anytime soon. I, I, I do think that he's the long-term solution here. I would think so, and as long as you pay him, Skip's not a guy that's going to be looking for the next destination. He's not a guy that's going to be on the on the horn with his agent going, hey, why don't you ferret my name out there for additional opportunities? No, if you lock Skip down, if you pay him the way he deserves to be paid and you give him the opportunity to be the face of a program that has investment and has backing from not just fans 
but donors as well. And these facility upgrades that have been promised come to fruition within the next couple of years. Yeah, there's nothing to worry about. Skip will be your guy for the long term. Uh, real quick on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439 is that number. If you look at Skip's body of work, his 2020 team also looked capable of making a big run. I agree with you guys. He's the guy and deserves the respect and everything else that comes with that, like resources and an extension. Someone else, Parker, you're saying that um, I'm the jinx and not you, which which is accurate. But Ann in OKC says, hey, I like overconfident Parker. Let him have this. If he's wrong, we get to rake him over the hot coals on Monday. So you've got something at stake here with the I, listeners. I tell you what, I, I will allow it to happen. I will submit to the raking over the hot coals on Monday if it doesn't come to fruition the way I anticipate it will. But, again, Tyler, this team's just so hot right now, and they've just found so many different ways to win ball games. And they've just been so resilient that I am perfectly comfortable predicting, and I, I 100% believe it when I say that Oklahoma is going to win this series in two games. Ooh, buddy. Are there any Ole Miss fans that are hearing you talk like this at Rocco's Pizza and Cantina in Omaha? I, I haven't caught any dirty looks yet, so no. – yeah, I, I got to think that they're going to bring a uh, ton of fans. They've had a ton of fans there this week, but this is their first ever appearance in a championship series. And probably most importantly, Mississippi State won the national championship last year, and they've had to hear about that. Here's kind of the reality of Ole Miss athletics, Parker. Um, really, in any major sport, football, basketball, baseball, I mean, throw softball in there as well. This is like Ole Miss's only chance to win a national championship in a major sport. It ain't happening in football. It ain't happening in basketball. It's not happening in softball either. So I think Ole Miss fans got to know, geez, if we ever want to see our program win a national championship in something major, here's our chance. So I would expect uh, Rebel fans to be flooding in there. If they're not already there, definitely by tonight. Yeah, well, and with Arkansas now eliminated, Ole Miss fans also have a clear path to the Jello Shot Challenge title as well. So that should True. be all the more incentive. Yeah, no doubt. All right, more of your text coming up next on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. You know what we're doing on this Friday. We're talking Sooners, so keep it locked in. We're the homeless Sooner fans right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Beats and Bites is back this summer at River. The Wade Electric Team. Locked in with McComas and Thune, Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, Connor Pasby hanging out with us as well. This hour of Locked In is brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. They're servicing all of Oklahoma's roofing needs. Let Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing put over three decades of experience to work for you. Oklahoma City, you can call Elite Roofing Systems, 405-361-3094. Tulsa, 918-984-5475 or EliteRoofing.com. Uh, quickly on the Air Coverage Solutions text line, I think with Oklahoma, they are a team that looks confident and focused, hard to beat, Booma. Jim in Arlington uh, gives us a quote from Skip Johnson saying, I work for the greatest athletic director in all of college sports. Apparently Skip said that to a reporter uh, in Omaha, so that's, that's good news. 
and someone else has sent this in about three times, Parker. So I'll get to it. What is P.J. Atabare's timeline, and does Northwestern remain a serious threat for him? Well, we brought it up earlier this week that it sounds like he's taking an LSU visit, correct? Uh, he is not. Oh, he's not? He is not taking an LSU visit. Did that change? Yes. So wow. uh, talked to P.J. last night and reported that on OUinsider.com not long thereafter. The LSU visit, uh, it does not appear as though that will happen, which means Big a news timeline. For yeah, it is good news for OU. Is Northwestern a serious threat? I've never regarded them as a serious threat. To me, this appear this has all the makings of recruitment that uh, OU is going to win running away. So I don't know an exact timeline for P.J. Atabare, and I think that's because he doesn't really know either. It's the type of thing where, in his mind, once he's 100% sure where he wants to be, he's not going to waste any time in announcing and last we talked, he's he's about 80% sure, let me put it that way. And you know, everybody looks at recruitment differently. Everybody has different values and different things uh, that they um, appreciate about a certain school or a certain coaching staff. So, look, the overwhelming odds are that P.J. Atabari will be a Sooner, and I don't think it will be too much longer. As far as an exact timeline, there's no date necessarily uh, if that's what that question is asking. There's not a date set for P.J. Atabari's commitment. One more thing on recruiting before we get back to OU baseball, and we mentioned it yesterday on, you know, kind of after Arch Manning announces Texas, we said, all right, well, this is one thing, but, you know, Texas will get other great players, especially offensively, that want to follow Arch to Texas. And in the past 24 hours, there's been a couple of crystal balls that have dropped in UT's favor. One for five-star wide receiver Jonte Cook and another for four-star running back Cedric Baxter out of the state of Florida. Both are top 50 players, Parker. And if Texas can combine Arch Manning with two other top 50 uh, skill players... I mean, it's not – I mean, it's kind of the norm for Texas to finish with a top-five recruiting class, but they could maybe finish with the top-three class by the time it's all said and done if they continue to get players that, that want to follow Arch. Yeah, they very well could finish with a top-three class, Tyler, and I think the most refreshing thing about that reality is that you and I and everyone know that it will change absolutely nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they've had number one overall recruiting classes before, and it's amounted to jack squat other than getting dominated by Oklahoma in the second Saturday of October maybe worry about beating Kansas first Texas media Texas media out there saying well by God Texas is quarterback you right now you've sucked at quarterback for over 10 years now you're not quarterback you like that's what I say all the time about Texas Parker they're allowed to have a good season sure but they can't have any consistent success because they don't even know how to handle success. And here's their own beat writers down there calling Texas quarterback you after they get two players who haven't even taken a college snap yet. Give me a blank and break on that deal. Uh, some, one of those beat writers said, kiss five and seven goodbye. I bookmarked that tweet. Good. I hope you did. I hope you did. Uh, text line, Colin Coward stated that OU will struggle against Texas and A&M because of the NIL. Is this true? Does OU need to win a national title to keep up? Okay, let me ask everyone this. When has OU ever struggled against Texas and Texas A&M? 
Oh, never? So OU's never struggled against Texas and Texas A&M? You're telling me that OU is 10 times the program that A&M has been and five times the program that Texas has been in the grand scheme of the sport? Um, look, we've seen a lot of changes in collegiate athletics, and I will definitely hear the argument that NIL is the biggest change at all. But, Parker, some things are never going to change. And Oklahoma consistently being a better program than A&M in Texas, to me, that ain't going to change, buddy, because there is still no evidence, there is still no concrete proof that NIL is your best avenue to a, to a national championship. In fact, it could be your worst. I mean, it, it could, in the end, be a very negative thing for, for some schools out there. Yeah, again, it's easy to say right now, well, you've fallen behind as far as NIL. They need to start paying out money if they're going to compete for national championships. But please wait for some empirical data before you start jumping in with both feet and drinking the Kool-Aid that Oklahoma needs to spend money via NIL dollars in order to compete for titles. Now, listen, there is a difference between competing for top recruiting classes and competing for titles. Texas has been competing for top recruiting classes for the last 10 years and has not even come close to competing for titles. So those are two very different categories. Just because you're competing for a top recruiting class does not mean you are competing for a title. While it may be the case that in today's day and age, you need to play the NIL game in order to compete for the recruiting title, there is no data that would suggest that you need to spend NIL money in order to compete for an actual title. So, again, take it all with a grain of salt, several grains of salt, actually, for the next couple of years. Jeez, I'm just looking at StubHub right now for tickets on Saturday night. Uh, Saturday is by far and away the, the toughest ticket to get. I, I thought that the tickets would go down a little bit after Arkansas and A&M were both eliminated. Not really. The cheapest ticket on StubHub, before the fees, and that's where they really get you, it's crap, $235 for a grandstand seat. So if you don't have tickets yet and you're rolling up to Omaha, God bless and good luck to you to not have to buy a ticket for over 200 bucks. This place, Parker, and maybe it already is at Rocco's Pizza and Cantina, Omaha's going to be a madhouse. And I, I got to think a lot of Ole Miss fans are showing up, but I think OU is going to have a pretty good turnout as well. A really good turnout, Oh, yes, actually. Tyler. All of this is exactly as it should be. Omaha should be a madhouse for the final series of the CWS, and I'm going to be thriving over the next few days because this is my world's colliding right here. Nobody is having a better time than me. Is there any chance that, if you're right, that OU uh, sweeps this and wins the national championship, any chance you'll do a jello shot, or is that just off the table? Uh, th- there is a chance. I-, I will. I will leave that door open. Wow! You hear that? Huh? It- it- possibility. Parker might do himself a jello shot over there at Rocco's Pizza and Cantina if OU wins it all. How about that? All right, uh, Carl Ravitch. He'll be on the broadcast. Saturday night and Monday night, and the if necessary for this game. We'll talk to him coming up next hour at 320. That should be a lot of fun. But in the meantime, we've got one final segment of Locked In. So keep it locked in right here on the Homeless Sooner Fans. We're the ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Bye. 
So come by and see me, Jim Wade, and have a cup of coffee. Bank first. Loyal to Oklahoma, loyal to Norman, and loyal to you. Member FDIC. Final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Uh, text line J from Medill says, Hell yeah, Parker! Video it! Jello shot, baby! I'm getting the podcast audio and keeping my receipt. I don't drink either, but I'll find one around home. Yeah, that's maybe, that's maybe what I'll do. Some homemade Jello shots during the series this weekend. What could go wrong? Okay, that's probably a lot cheaper than driving up and buying tickets. So, yeah, that's the Omaha experience. Jello shots and baseball, so... Preach on the NIL data, Parker. I'm outside of the Nike duck pond where NIL existed before it was legal, and team chemistry has always been a failure and teams disappoint. The Horns and Aggies will be no different, and given existing cultures, maybe worse. Uh, 100% on that one. Someone else telling people to use TickPick. There's no fees on TickPick. I'm going to be very careful with that. It's... Uh, close uh-huh. to uh, something uh, else. Y- y- yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's inter- uh, interesting moniker. Yeah, a very interesting moniker. Um, SeatGeek had tickets for like hundred and eighty-five dollars. I looked during the break, but I-, I don't know. My best advice would be wait as close as you can to first pitch if you don't have tickets, and and maybe the price will go down. Maybe you're just a baller, and you can throw out $500 a ticket. I don't really know your situation. Or $9,000 for 2,000 jello shots like that old Miss fan did last oh night. Oh, my gosh. That is stupid. That's just stupid money. God, I can't. I, I can't imagine. What do you uh, What do you think the crowd split's going to look like this weekend in Omaha? What's your guess? Oh, that's a good question. I Offhand, I would say it's probably going to be 60-40 in favor of Ole Miss. That would be my guess. Uh, Sooner fans, take it upon yourselves to prove me wrong in that regard because if I know one thing about SEC fan bases, particularly in the sport of baseball, they travel very well. So that is a challenge to all of you. Get up to Omaha, buy a Jello shot, support the OU food pantry, but certainly buy tickets to the games Saturday and Sunday to watch Oklahoma attempt to bring home a national title in the sport of baseball for the first time since 1994, which was before I existed, Tyler. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's sitting around listening saying, geez, Parker, do you really have to make us all feel old on this Friday? We're all excited for the championship series. You know you win a national championship, and you hey, have to throw listen, out someone let, like let, that let, and let make everyone feel old. Let me have my fun. Usually it's steely Jeez. and – the rest of the text line cronies making me feel young. So I get to I get to throw it back in people's faces today. Even I feel old hearing Parker saying that. He wasn't even around in 1994. But, hey, when you have one program that's, you know, gunning for its first national title in 28 years and another that's making its first appearance ever in a championship series, I'm going to guess Omaha's pretty happy with this end result because when tickets are skyrocketing over 200 bucks a piece, yeah, it's 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 going to be packed. It's going to be packed and I hope all of you that are heading up to Omaha drive safe uh, but you also enjoy it as well. Hey Parker, one more time, um Travis Davidson is going to be there from 3 to 6 as well at Rocco's Pizza and Cantina. But one more time before you get out of here, what's what's going on at Rocco's tonight? 
That's right. Rocco's Pizza and Cantina is where we're at today until 6 p.m. Rocco's is the home of the CWS Jello Shot Challenge. And today, if you purchase a Jello Shot, $2 of the proceeds from that Jello Shot will go directly to the OU Food Pantry, which was actually started back in the day by a very good friend of mine, Matt Marks. Tremendous operation. So, phenomenal opportunity for you as a Sooner fan to support the university, to support a great cause, and to support the Sooners this weekend against Ole Miss. All right. Talk to you on Monday. Enjoy it. Sounds good. There you go. Parker Thune, Travis Davison joins me next for the for, for the Friday Rush. Keep it locked on the ref. Football. You love it. We love it. You live it. We live it. You need it, we got it. Nobody covers college football better. The Rush, right here on The Ref.